this is 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 the local music revolution the local music revolution local music revolution local music revolution Welcome to the Local Music Revolution. I will be your host for the evening. My name is Ogre. How are you doing? Today's episode is fairly awesome because it consists of live interviews that I did at none other than Barmageddon. Um, if you've listened to me for a while, you know how much I love Barmageddon, how close I am with those wonderful, wonderful owners of Barmageddon, and the fact that they give me bands to interview is super rad as well. So with Barmageddon, they have shows almost on a weekly basis on the weekends so basically what happens is they call me tell me which ones there are and they ask me to come down and i interview the bands because that's what i do and they like that i do that so this was an interesting one because i was told about the band and i wondered why the band's name was the gilligans um so (laughs) i thought it was really really cool really funny and really interesting So when I showed up, I had no idea what to expect, but I showed up and there was a punk show going on in my hometown, which was super, super cool. So I got to interview the Millennials, uh, which will be on a later show. Got to interview Valicia or The Valicia, sorry, um, that will be on this show. And of course, the main attraction, the Gilligans, which is the main bulk of the show. Um, it was really, really interesting talking to all these bands because they're all part of the same, same genre, but they're all so very different. Um, and that right there is what makes it super, super awesome and super, super fun. So if you're digging the live shows, let me know. Uh, they will be continuing as long as Barmageddon will have me. So please let me know via social media. So you can go to facebook.com slash the local music revolution on Twitter at TLMR Podcast, on Instagram at The Local Music Revolution, on Tumblr at tumblr.com slash The Local Music Revolution, and of course, the brand new, the amazing, the all inclusive, The Local Music Revolution.com. Yes, the dot com is the place to be. If you need any information on the podcast or the new happenings, please. Feel free. TheLocalMusicRevolution.com is up and running and ready for your viewing pleasure. And, of course, speaking of .com, we have StringJoy.com, our first sponsor, our amazing sponsor. So, go to StringJoy.com and check out what they do. If you don't want to do that, I'll tell you. They specialize in custom strings, which is super rad. Really, it's awesome. Uh, So if you're a guitar player, uh, like I try to be on my off time when I'm not actually being a drummer, um, you have an idea of a sound. So Stringjoy will help you find that sound. They customize the strings for you. So go to Stringjoy.com and check this out. Get in contact with them and you can have your own custom set of strings sent to you straight from their factory. It's amazing. Go to stringjoy.com for all of that. Plus, they customize instrument cables now, 
and they sell picks. They, I mean, they're becoming a one-stop shop, guys. Like, seriously, it's awesome. So go to stringjoy.com. Once you've got all of your guitar equipment and all of your strings in your shopping cart, go to the checkout and enter the promo code LOCAL. That's L-O-C-A-L, and you'll get a discount for being a listener of the Local Music Revolution. Now, without any further ado whatsoever, let's get some punk up in this podcast. This is the Gilligans talking about being a Gilligan. All right, I'm here with the guys from the Gilligans. How are you guys doing, guys? Good. Good. Great. Super awesome. All right, so let's go around, introduce who you are and what you do in the band. All right, me first. Essex, uh, play drums. Ashley, a.k.a. Destructo, a.k.a. Didi, I play bass. Brandon, I play uh, guitar and sing. Nice. All right. So first things first, the name the Gilligans. Yeah. Is that actually reference to Gilligan's Island? Yeah, it's more or less like uh, Gilligan was a fucking idiot. So <laughs> you know, he's kind of taking it. You know, he's not taking yourself too seriously. So yeah, it's based off of him, but just the name. Just the name. Yeah, his attitude. So, you know, but right. it's not like so I'm a diehard Gilligan's Island his, fan. His essence. There you go. That's what you're there trying you to tap into. I don't have okay. his tattoo on here. <laughs> and that's a shame. <laughs> All right, so you guys, uh, what do you guys consider yourselves? Uh, because everybody has to have a label, sadly. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so what do you guys consider yourselves? We're a punk rock band. Punk rock band. Punk rock Ramones. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Rock, yeah. Ramones, Misfits, pretty much in the, the, uh, that same category. So. so those are your two like main influences for all three of you. Or have, is there As a band, it's pretty much it sounds like Ramones and Misfits, but individually we all listen to different things. Um, and then me personally, I listen to a whole bunch of different things. But the sound, it's pretty much trying to keep it just simple, raw, raw. Just plug in, yeah. no effects or anything, just raw rock and roll. Like Motorhead, we play rock and roll. That's uh, it. Too soon, man. Too soon. Yeah. Oh, let me. Um, so, uh, so. Being that you know Motorhead, that's amazing. Cause not a, not a lot of the young kids know Motorhead, and you're like, how the hell can you be like punk rock when you don't know who Lemmy is? I was fortunate to catch him in Bakersfield for his 30th anniversary at the Dome with oh, Frozen really? Conformity, oh. and it was it was awesome. He had his wooden Rickenbacker, and it was just like fucking mo- same, just like how you see it. We're Motorhead, we play rock and roll, just in just just it was cool, man. See, I, I was unfortunate in that I didn't get to see Motorhead. I didn't get to see Pantera. Didn't get to see many of them. But I do, I can't say I got to see Slayer. And with the original lineup in 2010. Dave Lombardo. Dave Lombardo and Jeff, Jeff Hanneman. Yeah. R.I.P. We were, we were right in front of Kerry King. And that guy, guy's a short mofo. But <laughs> he's when he's off. on stage, when he's like a, on a six-foot stage, he's gigantic. He's a monster. <laughs> So, um, so, you guys have all those influences, but you stick to punk. Is there something in punk that hits you? Everybody has a story about why metal, rock, or punk uh, is is what flows out of them. Mm-hmm. It's, did, did it at one point just grab you by the balls and say you're mine, or was it just that you felt you know a, a weird connection to it? I grew up like listening to straight rap, like N.W.A., Easy, Too Short. Like, still grew up, still listen to that. Grew up on that, but. Like uh, I think I was it was like a rock and roll though. Too. Yeah, 
rock and roll, like listening to No Effects Ribbed in like seventh, eighth grade, like got me. I was like, wow, I discovered that. And then Brandon, our singer, like he's always, he's always had a musical ear, like listens to like Elvis Persuaders, to like No Bunny, to Brujeria, like this guy, he, he's broke me off a lot of music that I wouldn't have known that he's hooked me up with, so. And then Essex, like, you know, same thing, like, like they all like a little bit of something different. The thing about yeah. punk rock for me was, like, you know, listening to all the rap groups and, and metal, anything, even jazz, the thing about punk rock and this certain style of punk rock, because it's not like a Pennywise or no effects sound, it's more like a Simple Moans basically rock and roll. Um, the thing that struck me with that this style is that it was so simple, but yet it was still, I don't know how to put it, it's like aggressive still. So I, like, listen to somebody like Brujeria, where it's just in your face, raw, raw, crazy. I just get that same feeling when I listen to the Ramones. And then it was easier to play too. I didn't have to do any of those three chords. I didn't have like I, you know, I can't do. I don't have the time to devote to do like solos and stuff. So that kind of clicked too. When I heard it, I just was like, and the style. There's something about this style that I still feel that aggressiveness, but I can play it. You know, like the Misfits. The Misfits is a band that's like, uh, I mean, everybody loves the Misfits. Everybody right. knows the Misfits. Right. I mean, you can get some crazy goth kid. Metal kid, and they all love the Misfits. So shit, they have a shirt. Somebody that doesn't even listen to the genres, they, they know that skull. Or something, they know the they, skull. Yes. But the, the actual sound of the band, and Dancing was in it. Like, like it's. Speed up? It's like the remote. It was uh, pop music. Up? You know what I mean? Like, it was very. There's a lot of melody to it. And uh, um, chord wise, or like music, the music side of it. Um, like Chuck, it's like Chuck Berry stuff. It's three chords, but with distortion turned up. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. Just that certain style, it just kind of stuck out for me. And, and I was like, yeah, I, that, that, I want to do that right there. But we still all listen to a bunch of different yeah. things. What's Punk the- rock itself, though, is just kind of like a do-it-yourself attitude that kind of stuck with me. Like watching Black Flag or hearing stories or reading, you know, Rollins' books. It was just like... I think I can do this, you know what I mean? Like, where some other, like Metallica, they started off real small, but, you know, I'm looking at them when I was a kid, and they're doing arenas and shit like that, yeah. where it's like, you know, it's just way beyond me, you know, it's, it's cool, but it was just like, that was like way up here, level-wise, to where then you look at like a band like, you know, uh, uh, like, well, like a black flag or like bad brains you know when they were starting out they, like for years they just played these little NBC, right play. yeah 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 but then you know they tour all over the the world or especially the country that they they play these little shows that anybody could go to and like the bands that were opening for these guys were just like i don't know you see it and you hear it and you're just like i can do that you know i don't have to be it's a dude from Metallica, Kurt Ham- Hammond. Yeah, Craig Hammond. Who's rad, but I don't have to be that good. Like, I can just play, you know, I can do what they're doing, basically. And that's what stuck out. Punk. Yeah. Punk rock yeah, the, the key word right there is stuck. Like, you know, I was like, doing the, that was the same thing I, like, listened to. Grew up, like, breakdancing and shit, you know? <laughs> uh, and then, like, and then I was watching, you know, and I grew up, like, riding bikes and shit, like, BMX. And then so when I started, like, watching, like, these videos with, like, my buddies and stuff and, and like, the music, you know, it's all just different genres and stuff like that with all those videos. But 
like <laughs> like this like the keyword like stuck like you know I'd watch like certain parts of like like bike films and stuff and then when it's like the punk you know music in the background you know like it just it drew to me closer or, or you know it just kind of just had that vibe it, yeah. you know and and like I, like like keyword stuck like like it was just uh, um it stuck with me and then you know and then I I learned more about it and then like and then it like it broadened you know like it was just more broad and then like I I listened to other like I grew from there and then like I listened to other bands and and just it grew it grew and grew and grew and it's just it's when you when you're growing up listening to like too short Brother Lynch hung or something like that, and then you hear, you know, uh, no effects. It's like, what the hell is that? <laughs> I mean, it's like it's cool. So it, it sticks with just like there's probably some punk rocker kid that grew up listening to punk rock and heard like some rap album or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. it, it just it was different, and then you. it was like then then once you get into the certain style, it was like like wow, I can do that right there. See, uh, your story, actually, I, I did the same thing. I used to ride bikes and everything and yeah. ride skateboards. Then I realized that fat men don't fly, and then I had to stop. Um, but the thing was, I used to play Tony Hawk, uh, the Tony Hawk games, a yeah. ton. Yeah. Dead Kennedys. Exactly. <laughs> you know, they, there was a name. The, the, yeah. the soundtrack was so intense. And it was so many genres yeah. that I found I found in flames. They're they're uh, Swedish melodic death metal, but I found them because of Tony Hawk. Uh, I found yeah. Goldfinger Superman off of the first yeah. with Tony Hawk. That, I still listen to that song and I still get goosebumps because it's such yeah. an amazing song. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, and it's great to have those kind of things, especially when it's something not even dealing with music that introduces you to yeah. a great source of music. So yeah, just yeah, had to put that out there, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's just like being into different styles of music, but then once you hear, once I, once I heard like the Ramones style, basically once I heard the Ramones, it was like, wow, I, I think I can do that, you know. And it's, it's, it's punk rock, but you know, I don't have to be crazy good like uh, guys with no effects or something. <laughs> Snapchatting. Nice. Uh, so. So with me, what stuck with me was I was three years old and I saw my stepfather was watching Cemetery Gates from Pantera. Mm -hmm. And there's this part where it shows Vinnie Paul just wailing away on the drums, but it's on a, a headstone. <laughs> and it stuck with me. I don't know why. Like, I remember seeing it so vividly and I looked at my mom and I was like, I want to do that. So like the next day, like I was putting up pots and pans and beating on stuff, <laughs> and you know, yeah, oh yeah, and like <clears throat> it was that's my heart, and that's where yeah. I, I came from, and like I know I'm extremely lucky because at the age of three I knew exactly what I wanted to do. Oh yeah, really? like I, I I've had that since day one, and I've always wanted to do something in music. When uh, growing up, one song that stuck with me, like like four or five years old, was on a. Uh, um, National Lampoon's European Vacation that da -na -na, da -na -na, ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, they're, yeah. they're going it's through like the art gallery <laughs> yeah it was just like uh, I used to just bounce off walls and shit and VHS that's when VHS was shit I always rewind that part and just fucking did that part eventually get yeah. <laughs> don't know what the hell you're saying but it moved me <laughs> I will never I love that still don't even know the name of the song or the band but I love that it hooked me Oh, yeah. Yeah, like so, music, so, music for me, I just remember yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's always been hard. 
me. Uh, I remember listening to like Richie Valens and Buddy Holly and shit like that. And really? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, See, yeah, growing up, my dad, same thing. Like we yeah, always had fifties, sixties, East Side Story Volume yeah, One. Like yeah. we always had that playing. Yeah. That was See, my dad got it. I, I never was introduced into that. Because my mother, she listened to 80s New Wave, 80s hair metal. Yeah. Or my stepfather listened to, like, uh, Pantera, Propane, Sepultura, yeah. you know, Slayer, and Megadeth, and all yeah. them. And, like, there was no in-between for the, so the longest. That. Yeah, the yeah. longest time, it was extreme, extreme, extreme. Yeah. And it wasn't until, like, the early 2000s oh, yeah. when I actually got to make my own decisions and find my own bands. Yeah. And that right there, taste, that's right, that right there, there's still bands. Like, like the first time I heard Drowning Pool, I was like, sold. Like, I don't care who knows it. I don't care what they say about it. I, I'm sold. Like, I got to make up my own mind. And like, like you, that, you want to like. It, it was it was intense. And now, uh, being that I'm I'm getting older and everything, like, I play video games, right, just yeah. to escape. But Fallout actually has a soundtrack of like old fifties, like I guess it would be doo wop. I don't know what it is, but like that old, you know, yeah. that old rock. Yeah. So like, I'm going back past when everything that I ever knew. Completely new to you. Then. And I'm like listening to these songs, and I'm like, these songs are. Crazy. Yeah. Like this in our set, amazing. we do uh, Earth Angel. Really? Yeah, that's pretty much all we did was just. I mean, we sped it up a little bit, but like uh, the chords, we change nothing. You know what I mean? So it's all pretty much the same, same shit. Just sped so up. So all those old rock, like the old Chuck Berry song. I mean, and then the good thing about oldies too is you can go out to the record store right now, go to the used section, and find a find an oldies comp for like. I mean, dirt cheap, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and that's where it's so at. Many of them, and then you throw it on and you're like, you know, it's going to be softer sounding, but chord-wise, it's the same warmer. shit. Warmer. Warmer. <laughs> but chord-wise, it's the same stuff. You hear Chuck Berry stuff, I mean, you could, it's pretty much what we were doing right now earlier, just with distortion. And yeah. turned up on the guitars. See, and, and that's what's great. I love oldies. I mean, oldies are... Oh, that was like the really first, are first for me is uh, like oldies. Like I just love the old rock and roll and stuff. There's always something about Richie Valens and Buddy Holly. I'm always obsessed with. So, how long have you guys been a band? This we originally started in like a ninety out of high school, ninety eight. But we would play on and off. A lot of it was me not taking it serious. Like I would love recording, but I didn't care about the other side of it. Like going out and playing okay. but our lineups have changed uh, I think at some point I, I was just like you know what it was a couple years ago now and it was like you know what I don't want to be 60 years old and say oh I wish I would have done that I wish I you know. so let's let's try this let's, let's check it out let's go out and play some shows and at that point like we didn't we haven't played in a while and uh, we never played with Essex at that point so uh, I've been with him for yeah. Total of 10 years, but in those 10 years, maybe four or five of like playing. But these past two years, we've been getting it. It's yeah. like we're making yeah. up lost time. Once we have we, material. We decided, hey, let's do this. Called up Essex. He was automatic. Like, yeah, I'm down. And, <laughs> and, and we just, so we we've just had material for years. And we're going and we're taking it serious. But, you know, there's stuff that's that, that we have that was recorded a long time ago. But, nice. you know, so it's kind of weird. It's like we just kind of started taking it serious and getting out there. But, you know, throughout the we've years, been since there. about 98, yeah, we've been recording and, and 
So, before you got serious, uh, did you record like release albums or they was were it just? Anything. There was a lot of like combos. <laughs> like, like, I think Tell we have about, about we have about like uh, ten to twelve songs, maybe twenty songs that we that we recorded seriously. Like, took our time and did, and then. Uh, I would just throw out there. Remember MySpace and stuff like that? We'd throw it out there on MySpace, and uh, we'd get hits from people like just a couple record companies that would be like, hey, let's do a split, or let's do this, or let's do that. And I'd be like, yeah, sure, let's do that. And then I would never <laughs> I would never follow through. We, we had a guy we were recording with, Reed. Oh, yeah, that's sad. That, that happened. We had, we had a, we, when we were recording, we had the studio we'd go to, and um, unfortunately, he's not with us anymore. And uh, we never got this, obviously, the stuff that we were doing at the time. But, oh, yeah, uh, so there's a few more songs that are like. But we've evolved since that stuff. Like, that was like cool, we could get away, but the stuff we're doing now is more like it's still street hard, down. it's stripped. It's but, still stripped down, like three chord stuff, but it's, uh, it's just us taking it more seriously. I always like recording, I always like going into a recording studio. Just that sterile environment? And just, like, creating, I guess you could say. I don't know, but, like, uh, and then rehearse, like, practicing to get ready to go into the studio. I love it, but the, back then, I just, I had kids and stuff like that and just other hobbies, and it was just like, We still do have kids. Yeah, we still have kids. Like, <laughs> like, uh, I wasn't ready, I, like, jumping in a band and going across wherever. Yeah, when I started, didn't sound didn't sound great. To yeah, me at when the time. I started with the Gillians, it was uh, my uh, youngest was just born, and wow. so like it was just like, oh yeah, uh, let's jam. And then I was like, oh okay, I, I probably have to like feed him right now, and give him a bottle. But after that, let's jam. Like that's just fucking. That's just me like wanting to jam. That's just me wanting to play music. That's just me continuing yeah, yeah, totally. it. We, that's I, just our passion. I could, yeah. We could have done it back then too yeah. but just my mental state i was just wasn't putting 100 percent into it i wasn't really, you know so it was like i love recording but the whole other side that comes with it i wasn't you know that's that's why nobody's really heard of us yet you know throughout here but we've been around since like, yeah, we have recordings since then so they were saying dude franco's been holding it down he's been doing <laughs> does does one of you actually live here in town i do you do yeah I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> We're all from Porterville. That's where we grew up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like he lived two blocks away from me. I've known Brandon, the singer, since third grade. Yeah, we all grew up together. It's he like grew up other... right behind me as a kid. Yeah, like, it's like all any other small town. You all know each other. You grew up with each other and stuff. But, yeah, since, you know, That's up, what, he's moved to Like, I'm, I'm sorry that you live in Tulare because Tulare will... <laughs> Tulare is just hot as balls all the time. Yeah. I hate the summer. But, yeah, I live... Five yeah, minutes away from here, bro. I got AC in the house. It's cool. uh, you don't have to rub it in, man. I got swamp cooler. So after <laughs> it gets, I'm sorry. <laughs> swamp cooler gets humid after all. Well, not even that. My swamp cooler, after it hits 100 degrees, it just stops working. It's blowing <laughs> hot air at me. No matter how much ice you put in it. <laughs> no. It, it's terrible. It's terrible, man. <laughs> all right. So, so you guys have recorded. You guys, like... Have you put together the songs in, like, album form? I had them, like, ready. Was, we'd go in and record, like, different times. Like So, like, let's say we have 20 songs. Right? Um, we record, like, four songs at a time. So we were never going in. It was very unorganized. We never go in thinking album. You know, because if now, like, now that I'm taking it serious, like, 
if I do, if we go in to do an album, I want to do it all in one shot. So I guess the sound's the same or whatever. You know? But back then it was, there was this, I don't know what we were, uh, for me, I don't know what I want. I just wanted to hear, I had these songs in my head. I wanted to play them, I to record them and listen back to them. And that was it. So uh, One of my favorite things about the studio is like, I don't know how you guys write, but when I was in a band, the guitars would come to a riff, or with a riff, and we write a song, and we'd flesh it out, and we'd practice it over and over and over. You know, you get a feeling of what the, the parts sound like and everything. But the problem is, is you never actually hear the song. You're always playing the song. You never actually hear the song. And when I went into the studio, my favorite part was sitting there after all the pieces were... Not even EQ'd, not even leveled or anything like that. Just being able to hear and go, that song is even better than I thought or holy shit why did I like that song so much it sounds like garbage <laughs> you know when you and hear the when you hear the final result you're just like yeah that's yep yeah. yeah, that's cool yeah, but in the moment I don't know it's yeah for me I would just all the time they write the songs like on my way home from work or something like that you know what I mean and I have it all in my head and for the most part we don't change anything really from what I hear originally and then uh so I would just be, back then, I would just be excited, like, I can't wait to practice, and go in and record it. And, but then I'd have these CDs and be like, what the hell do I do with these now, you know what I mean? <laughs> but to that point now where it's like everything's, now that we're, you know, I'm, I want to go hard with this, like, now everything's going to have a plan to it, you know what I mean? So when we go record, it's going to be for something. You know? are, you, are, are you actually making, like, plans like this right here? Um, so, like... Yeah. Yeah, like like when we go, like we're talking about going in in a couple of weeks and recording some songs, and it's nice. going to be for something like a split. Um, again, like I don't want to go in and do if we're going to do an album, which I want to do in the future. I want to set aside like a few days and go in and just knock it out. You're going to Black Sabbath us, shit. Just <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, one But like uh, <laughs> we can uh, do it. Yeah, we usually do it. Like last time we recorded four songs in in like a night. But I mean. Well, the thing is, you guys yeah, practice, That though, might right? sound great, but like, if you look at our style, yeah, then we're practicing, we're ready to go once we go in. Yeah. If you look at our style, too, it ain't that hard to do, you know what I mean? There's nothing crazy to it. Something leaking over there? Yeah. 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 Somebody flushed the toilet. No, it's leaking. The roof's going to collapse on us. But, uh... <laughs> The yeah, first and last work. interview of the Gilligans. Uh, <laughs> Any, anything, we, yeah. anything we record now is going to be a plan for us. <laughs> anything we record now is going to be a plan for Rare That's amazing. Yeah. Because I've learned that, like, man, look, we recorded all these songs and I didn't do shit with them. And so it's like, I want to do something with them. You know, put your mic stuff. We've got a plan. It's, it's yeah. all happening. Yeah. It's happening right now. It's happening. Probably do some splits. We've been offered to do a couple splits. Yeah. So do some splits and then the time's right we'll go in and record a whole album's worth and probably shop it around or maybe like then I'll plan on putting it out ourselves or something like that you know what I mean so, that DIY you know, that putting it out on your own that's, hey nowadays man you don't have that's to. the mean, only viable like, like, like so Franco oh, hey. the Volusia they've yeah, been doing that DIY fun. forever you know what I mean yeah so like that that that, 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 that whole ethic is uh, yeah bands they don't, they don't necessarily need a label anymore like, it's a digital world. Yeah. The, the or you can put out your own You can put out your own record. Okay, so there was a band that came through here that that Matt told me to come and interview. And they, they look at me and they go, thank you for the interview. I really appreciate that. And they hand me a vinyl. 
<laughs> and I'm like, what's this? And they're like, oh, this is our demo. I'm like, you pressed your your demo there's on no, a vinyl? There's, there's really no need. If you want to, it all depends if you want to donate your time and money to it. You really don't need a label anymore. Yeah. And, and it's been like that for a while, but I mean, it's just getting more and more like that to where it's like you can press your own stuff you can have your own i mean, I mean if you want to fork out a grand it's over expensive the, that's the only yeah yeah well the thing i is, guess that's why you would need a label is you need their money to be able to put like, like the that. stuff together but, but the thing is if you want to put a grand towards getting your cds pressed for you then yeah. you can do that or yeah. in the long run you can put a grand towards a cd duplicator yeah. Hell, do that shit yourself tape cassette tapes are they legitimately out. are and i don't they're know they're selling why. tapes are coming out tapes are rad. I love the packaging. It's cool to get the colored tapes, but they're a fucking pain in the ass, man. Like, they get destroyed. I finally got a ghetto blaster, a boombox. I finally got one in a state sale, and I threw a tape in there. And I've had the tape forever. I can't remember if it was a local. I think it was No Bunny or something like that. Threw it in there, hit play, and it just ate up the. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just like motherfucker. But whatever, you know. Same thing with records. You're gonna scratch them. But they're still cool. I, I love records though. Vinyl. Like, the whole package. I love records. That's what that's what's missing right now with the the music, like I don't know if it's the industry or just. Are you talking the, about the packaging? The packaging. The consumers oh are missing God. the packaging that comes with vinyl. That's no secret. Everybody knows it. But like, I stop and I wonder if the kids like too much. Teenagers now, do they care? You know what I mean? Do they care about okay, not so having the packaging? You know what I mean? I go to Best Buy yeah. every Friday. And if there's an album that I, a new album out, I buy it. Okay? There's been times where I'm in the hall like 150 bucks for these new albums. <laughs> like in the beginning of the year, right after the turn of the year, yeah. Black Sabbath released all four right. of their first albums yeah. on double discs. It yep. was like 15 bucks a piece. Guess who bought all of them? Because yeah. I didn't own them, yeah. you know? Yeah. I love the packaging, I love the experience, like yeah. even the smell of a new CD is amazing. We'll, we'll go into record like, shops. Record stores are, are coming to vinyls doing great right now records so record stores are doing great right now but at the same time like it's it's i still don't i mean they're out there but i still don't see like the 13 year old the, the 15 year old out there i don't know if they care about the packaging i don't know if they care see, about any of that stuff and i think that's i think that's the where future, so it's like, all ipod you know, like, it's all digital like, downloads well i think it's the band's yeah. The not the band's problem, but the band's prerogative. Yeah. To make that a point. Right. Case in point, um, Machine Head. Have you ever heard yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Their last CD, Bloodstone and Diamonds. Um, they put out. There was multiple ways you could get that CD. You could get it in the you know jewel case, mm -hmm. you know, with the normal thing. Yeah. You could get the deluxe edition, which was a book, right? And it had like 26 pages, and which is that's the sound box. Awesome, right? Yeah. It's a book, and you open it up, and the inside panels, where the lyrics are, look like 18th century, like, witch book grimoire kind of things. That's awesome. And, like, the CDs in the back and everything, but the packaging, I was like, holy, oh my gosh. Yeah, hell yeah. And, like, on the vinyl, my wife got me the vinyl for Machine Head. It's two vinyls. Oh, and then you get vinyls. the colored vinyl? Uh, Swirls. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's so amazing. Yeah, like, man, like, it's, it's, it's rad, and I hope, you know, I, I think... They'll always be around. I, and the kids that aren't into it now, I think once they get to like 18, 19, 20, whatever, they'll, they'll, they'll uh, you know, uh, gravitate towards the, the record stores and stuff like that instead of just download. I love downloading them too. I love, or whatever Spotify is. Like I have Spotify. 
I can, I can go like hours about this like no like just yeah, the no, streaming no. and downloading and everything um, yeah. I need to stop talking and be like, what do you guys think about <laughs> Not really, like, like, what do you I guys... I like is... streaming uh, porn. <laughs> it's the new age. It's the same shit as, as music, just streaming in general with whatever. You know, like, it's just, it's cool. I like it, but I still love going to a record store. Looking Man. through, finding something. There, there's Magazines, nothing like... too. Yes. Magazines are nothing that's dying. Well, I don't know if it's, they're still out there, but I... The like called pork that I just kind of got into that was that dynamite vinyl and rad little magazine. I I used to get revolver, hip raider, metal. What was it? Metal edge. I used to get all those. Called Kerrang or some shit like. Oh, that's from that's from the UK. Yeah, yeah. But like, I used to get all three of those every month, and then like hip raider just disappeared. And then I got to a point where they, just, yeah, they just weren't making money or something. I and don't like know. even Revolver, they're down to like every two months they put out a, a yep. issue, and I'm like, wait, hold on, yeah. that's that's not okay. Sucks. Because metal does not the like the Billboard, the, the Billboard magazine, they're not gonna nah. support or any Stone alternative. Or like no, that. like that magazine I mentioned, Port, super DIY, cool, cool articles, Maximum Rock and Roll, been around forever. I mean. Well, for a lot of people, that's where they, especially from places like where we're from, even though we're in California, we're kind of stuck in this little area. and uh, Stuck in this little bowl? Culture-wise, it's not really, you know. So sometimes Maximum Rock and Roll would be like, that's where you would find a lot of these bands. <laughs> and now there's still stuff like... <laughs> get online and find a lot of bands too you know that in this podcast that's one of the biggest things I have a trouble with yeah. is finding and getting the bands to actually agree to do interviews that's weird like, too it, it, that should be like that's fun it's cool I, like I'm legitimately going I will give you an hour of my time yeah. you can talk about whatever you want um, you can talk about how great your band is and how you're going to rule the world I don't <laughs> care I just want to talk to you yeah. and like you're doing something like when I was telling the the, um, the millennials, when I first started, I sent out 50, uh, 50 initial emails saying, "Hey, I'm doing this. I'm very interested in what you have to say. You know, just give me an hour of your time. That's all." Out of fifty, I only got ten emails back when I first started. It's been a slow, agonizing process, but once it's picked up, like for the first time uh, in a long time, I've actually got bands coming to me and they're like, "Hey." We want you to interview yeah. us. It's because you're stuck like, with yes. it. Yes. Yeah. But I also run this like I run a band. You know the DIY approach? Yeah. Like, it's all me, man. Yeah. Like, I, I don't ask for any love outside. DIY. I love DIY with everything. I well, love the, it with everything. Not just music. Just well, you have just a concept. Just the you, whole ethic behind it. You, you have a real person job, though, right? Like, a, like an adult yeah, job. Yeah, I got a day job. Yeah, yeah, yeah a day yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. I call it real people because, yeah. like, completely. Two out of three, dude. <laughs> I don't like. I was but tired like, from chilling the other day. <laughs> like, like you have the you have the boss man that'll tell you what to do and everything like that. You know, you have um, you have people that just annoy the hell out of you and everything like that. The thing, the great thing about DIY approach is you're the boss. You get to make the decisions. Like it ultimately comes down to what you want and how your vision. And you're only gonna go as far as you have. No, if, if something doesn't work. You only have yourself to blame, sort of. You know what I mean? I mean, some ideas aren't... Not every idea is going to turn into this grand thing, but, like, like, at least you tried it. 
Yeah. And if it works, then it's because you you put in the work. And if it doesn't work, then you move on to something else and you keep keep trying. But you got to keep trying. You know. But I got you, man. Like, and like you said, you don't you don't have it's you. You know what I mean? You don't have a boss yelling at you. You don't have. I had that voice in my head. I had that voice in my head going, "Hey, fucker, stop messing around. You need to like publish this." Oh hell, man! I do that all the time. I do that all the time with other shit too. Um, so, um, is there anything else you guys would like to say before we wrap this up? Yeah, I'm fucking hungry, dude. I want some Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, I want to say to all the kids out there listening to the Ramones, listening to the Misfits, listening to Shannon and the Clams. Yeah. Listen no bunny hunks. No bunny. Lo-fi. Lo-fi. <laughs> yes, that's uh, where it's at. That's what's up. Listen to the Gilligans. Just, it's easy. Like, it's funny. I I don't know music outside of our songs. I don't care to, as long as I know our stuff. Like Doyle from uh, Misfits, he says the same thing. Like, if he doesn't practice, he doesn't care to evolve. As long as he knows their stuff, that's it. I'm on the same boat. I don't need to know anything else other than our songs, music, and that's it. That's all. And basically, if you have an idea, go for it. Try it. Do it. Nice. All right. Well, thank you guys very much for your time. Thank you. You guys rocked it tonight. It was very nice meeting you and hanging out with you guys. Thanks. Thank you. That was the Gilligans. Next up is the Volitia punk band since 2003. Wow, man. A long time to be a punk and to actually do things punk-like. So here's the militia. Weed uncensored shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the kinks. I'm gonna head out and hang out with cool people while I'm here. Before I have to do a five dollar turnaround. Hey, uh, fuck off. Yep, you want to throw up the other one, man? Nab it. Thanks. <laughs> She's like, you better, I say. I mean, guess what? what? That sweet asshole. <laughs> you know what? I'll let you in on the left side. <laughs> oh, west side. All right. Look, at you got to uh, make a gang related, right? <laughs> so, yeah, we'll uh, we'll just go around. We'll talk about the band, okay? Uh, we'll, that was me, yeah. The, the, the finer points the of the band. Yes. At least your All right, ready? black ass can do that. All right, I'm here with the guys from Valicia. How are you guys doing tonight? Yeah, we're fantastic. Good, man. Got down with a good show, man. Nice, Hilarious. nice, nice. All right, so before we get too far into this, who are who do we have here, and what do you do in the band? In the present, we have uh, Franco Vile playing guitar lead, as well as lead vocals, and we got Gompa Shadow. Shout out, Gompa. Drums. I started out as rhythm guitar, but... I switched up. We needed a drummer, so I said, fuck it. Is this one on right here? Yep. Name's Johnny Rubble, and I'm the bass player for tonight. Fill in. Yeah. Only filling in? Uh, for now. For hey, now, hey, yeah, a lot of out of Tonight, baby. <laughs> 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 All right, so you guys are from Fresno, All day, correct? Baby. Five All right, nine. so uh, so how long have you guys been a band? Because I heard a couple stories, but like... Hey, we have a lot of stories. <laughs> and uh, whether you want to believe them or not, you know, I mean, that's on you. But O3, OPs, Original Punks, that's what that stands for in case you didn't get that. We're not gangsters out there. We're fucking Original Punks that came back from the streets of the 80s school. 
the old school shit, and we're still repping that shit. So it's called the Belisha. All right, so 2003, you put the band together. So, like, how many lineup changes have you guys had? Yeah, we had quite a motherfucking couple <laughs> fucking drummers. <laughs> you know what I mean? On the real, we've always had our OPs, man. Fucking Brian Abandoned on bass. He fucking plays all in town right now. Handling fucking personal shit. So when you catch him, catch him. Got compa fucking Johnny right here. Tearing down the fucking bass for out of town shit. Compa Shadow repping the fucking drums all day. Me fucking Franco Vile putting down on the fucking vocals. With some fucking mixture of fucking lead. And we all, of course, we got fucking Travis Brewer in L.A., fucking plays all our out-of-town shows as well all right so uh so you told me before we even started recording that you guys are working on an album or have you got it done what's going on with that and we're actually going to be currently recording that album and we're going to be releasing an early years album as well for the first time on uh vinyl wax so if you guys want to check that out, you guys are going to have uh, availability to our early shit and as well as our new motherfucking shit, hitting up with some fucking original street punk that we've been fucking bringing down since fucking day one. Wow, dude. Yeah, the early years was before my time. <laughs> yeah, hey, before your time, but we were all there, homie. Yeah. Homie, that's how we fucking roll, homie. I played in that's another band back there and so did he. We played in the same band, actually. Really? Damn. Yeah. And here we are, man. Yep. Playing fucking Tulare, California, compa. Yeah. We all grew up in the same scene, and we all played in different bands and all played shows together and all that, so. All the way back to our Pine Down days. Our Pine Down. Yeah, man. Pine Down Boys and Girls Club. What's up, y'all? Thanks for having us there. Echale una foto, loco. All right, so, uh. So you said that you're currently working on it. Do you have everything written? Are you guys recording currently? Or is that something that we're going to look for in the future? It's actually uh, half and half right now. As we're looking at it, uh, half the record's already done and deal. And when we get that done, half the songs are getting mixed up. Trademarked up fucking delicious street punk shit. So if you guys want to download it, fucking prior to that shit, we don't give a fuck. Know how that shit goes. We'll see you guys at the gigs. I mean, we always been a DIY band. It doesn't mean we're fucking giving up just because we're releasing records or nothing. We're always pressing that shit fucking DIY. So if you can in contact, and we're always fucking legit. That's how it's, you know, what's up. We'll see you at the shows. We'll see you in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> what a pinch we'll of see punk since fucking out three, compa. <laughs> All right, so, um, so, do you guys have, uh, do you guys have shirts? Do you guys have merch out and everything like that? We sold the fuck out a long time ago. So, <laughs> if you guys get, get our shit, good luck. I want one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so you guys, you guys played tonight. And, uh, so how long did it take you guys to prep? I mean, you, uh, I'm sorry, uh, um, Johnny, it Johnny? took me the car ride over here to prep for this show. Really? Hey, that's what it takes, man. Were you yeah, just plucking car, along car the entire yeah. way? The entire Looking car right here. Yeah. All 45 over. minutes. <laughs> and listen, listening to us thump the fucking bass on our fucking tongues. 
Really? Hey, then, 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 fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. That's what we did. <laughs> oh my Listen, it goes it's like this. Yeah, Pretty much like that. Fuck you too. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane, man. It's a new one on the record. <laughs> so really, 45 minutes. It took you. You want to join the only point five minutes. minutes <laughs> have you like? Yeah. Have you played with them before? Nope. Uh, no. Huh? Nothing previous to this. Wow. It's called punk rock, homie. We do that shit at a moment's fucking span. We don't need nothing. I know. Some fucking <laughs> adrenaline and some good fucking vibes from the people. Yeah, I'm on those way. Full speed. Full. <laughs> fuck it, dude. Star Trek, dude. Star Trek that shit. I don't even like Star Trek, but fuck it, dude. <laughs> like, go to the galaxy, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> over here, man. These guys are already going to know the galaxy. So, so since you have uh, so many people going in and out of the bands, yeah. um, does it make it difficult or does it make it easier? No, hey, we have our, our stable uh, members, but at the same time, we got we got homies that fucking put down. They want to get out there, get a little bit of representation with the bands, get a little bit known. With the crowd infused with the fucking connect, you know what I mean? And we're that perfect fucking band to get out there with the chaoticness, that gentleman, that fucking energy that you need to see in the show nowadays. Because everything's fucking jaded. Yep. You can fucking click on a fucking button, see whatever the fuck you want to play, but fucking you ain't seen that shit live, man. You know what I mean? You don't yep. know what the fuck is going to happen in the fucking punk band, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I see it. I don't know. I'm, I'm old school with that shit. Then I went to the other. Yeah, right. Hey, Dark Side right here, man. The Pichu Pumpa Shadow. Telling you what's up. Hey, man, you, you're pretty good hey, on the what's drums, up, so. Bakersfield? Dark Side crew, uh, what's hey, up? Hey, it's Rapid Bako. We to Larry, man. <laughs> hey, you're halfway, hey, you're broadcast. halfway between both of them. Hey, we're we're yeah. broadcasting everywhere, man. We love y'all, Beko, man. We'll be out there soon. Any some fucking shows, you guys fucking wrecking it with fucking hella killer ass shows. We'll be out there soon. Whenever we fucking get that love out there, you know what I mean, you know what's up. I already got a couple requests, so we'll be out there soon. Eat to Larry, we'll be back, homie. What's <laughs> Oh, definitely. <laughs> this is my first time actually being in Larry, Period. Really? Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I, I thought there was oh, a lot of cows around. No reason to apologize, <laughs> man. Trust me, I lived in Fresno for about you're, you're 14 in downtown years Larry. now. There ain't no cows here. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the outskirts, man. There's nothing hey, but cows. Still rocking that fucking global thread shit, homie. Fucking that street punk shit. Yes, I was covered on. <laughs> yep, yep. So hey, I'm just talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, this is the first time you guys have played Barmageddon. So how do you like it? Great place. Fucking awesome. New fucking venues are fucking shit, dude. Especially fucking underground. I saw that there was a downstairs instrument, so I'm like, hey, I like this place already. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's awesome. It's legitimately down or underground. Well, hey, it only hey, man. Took us underground venues are the best ones. To drive over here. Bien fucking moto salavere. That means hella high as fuck. <laughs> Dude, I'm still hella high as fuck. <laughs> uh, so, um, so what are you guys' future plans? Um, other than the record, uh, is there anything else? Yeah, write new songs. Keep fucking playing fucking straight fucking punk rock like we always have. 
there ain't no fucking divisions, whether it's hard or slow, fucking with a fucking upbeat, lower beat, fucking just shooting yourself in the fucking head because fucking this fucking political bullshit you can't handle, or whether you want to fucking drink a fucking beer with your compas, have a good fucking time. We got everything. So either way, it's going to come out in the music. We got a lot of new fucking shit coming out. We got a lot of new fucking new shit that's old coming out. So check that out in the fucking vinyls, and we'll see you guys, man. We're the militia. We love you guys. Let's have it. Take right, care, one, Larry. One more question. I really like you guys' sound. I really like it. But what are yeah, your major? Fast, right? Yeah. <laughs> what are your major influences, though? Well, uh, like, like, the what's valley. your? The the, just the valley is your influence. Dude, like, think about it. We, I, I came from LA, where I saw hella aggressive shit. But at the same time, the valley is aggressive, but it has a, like a really legit melody. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I see that in all types of music. Not even just punk rock. I see that shit in reggae, rap, hardcore, fucking even the disco bullshit that's going on. Everything it has it. And definitely fucking punk rock nowadays. I think fucking punk rock from the Central Valley is so unique that it actually shines out in a lot of the fucking, a lot of the fucking outstanding cultures that we have across the fucking like LA, Oakland, whatever. I mean, the metropolis and Fresno shining out, the Central Valley shining out, Visalia, Tulare, fucking, I got Merced coming up on the fucking maps, like <laughs> Modesto. That's fucking great. Like, it's the whole Central Valley just putting in this work and just like making it lively for itself once again. Like, I seen it in my heyday where I can see kids going out, saving their lunch money instead of fucking buying their bullshit somewhere else. They're saving out for these fucking badass shows that people are trying to get across and venues are just trying to fucking make a little bit just to scrape by and fucking keep it going. So I respect all that. I mean, and when it's all said and done, it's it's what you do, not what you say. Nice, That's huh? my motto. And with a militia, all my compas got my back 24-7. They know what's up. <laughs> you out of town, you brothers out there in the hood, wherever the fuck we're at, it don't matter. We're, we're there united. We got a lot of friends and, and good familia everywhere, but at the same time, you never know. So you. that being said, you know, I mean, militia has stuck through, and we got a lot of the legit fucking players and a lot of good friends around the Central Valley. All right, man. On that note... Well said, well said. On that note, I will say thank you very much for your time. It's been great talking to you guys. It's actually been great getting to know you guys. You guys are fantastic. (laughs) So you guys come back, and uh, when you do, when you come back and tear down Barmageddon, I'll be here. All right? There you go, man. The I'll play even faster next time. Play a little faster. All right. That was the show. Thank you very much for listening. You guys have been fantastic. We are missing a sponsor, so let's go through for Dirtbag. Dirtbagclothing.com. They are a clothing company for metal and getting very, very dirty. Honestly, a bunch of my equipment that I use, a bunch of the stuff that I wear, 
my lanyard for the past two and a half years has been Dirtbag. Why? Because they work for their bands. They really work towards getting the community to grow and bands to grow, which is very, very amazing in this. I am very, very ecstatic to be part of their family and to be able to tell you, Dirtbag clothing is just fantastic. Why aren't you, like, wearing their clothes? Plus, their tagline is wear it till it stinks. Come on, guys. We all work jobs. We all know how bad it gets. Dirtbag clothing, they embody that kind of deal. So, go to Dirtbag Clothing. Tell them I sent you. So, you can go to dirtbagclothing.com. You can go to dirtbag.com. Let them know I sent you. Tell them what's up and tell them that you love the local music revolution. If you really love the local music revolution and you don't just want to tell Dirtbag, you want to tell me, here's how you do it. Facebook.com slash the local music revolution. On Twitter at TLMR podcast. On Instagram at the local music revolution. On Tumblr at Tumblr.com slash the local music revolution. And newly added and amazing Dun, 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 the local music revolution.com yes i worked months i got it just right after crashing a ton of times the local music revolution.com i will not take any more of your time thank you so much for listening on next week's episode we have a business that i was able to interview i see home promotions we're going to talk about all great things that they do for their bands including a compilation cd you got to hear about this it's amazing guys so check this out next week and we will be back and hopefully i will have a huge announcement next week this is the local music revolution i am ogre you are awesome take care and be good everyone The local music revolution. The local music revolution. 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 Local music revolution.